Brazil. These were soldiers that came out of the Guerra de Canudos, the Canudos War in 1897. These soldiers from the northeast and from around the country had no place to settle, so they settled here in Morro da Providencia, the first favela in Rio. I was inside, there were some community leaders, but they didn't want to be on tape for a simple reason. 2022 in Brazil, there's this concept of uh, the milicianos. This could be translated into uh, right-wing militias or death squads, and kind of like the Esquadrones de Muerte in Guatemala and El Salvador in the 1980s during the U.S.-sponsored Dirty Wars. So the leftist leaders, the community leaders, preferred not to be on camera. Uh, they didn't want to talk about how Bolsonaro and this right-wing state apparatus has turned the favelas into a certain type of police state. If you're from the left, if you support Lula, if you have revolutionary ideas, they can persecute you, persecute you, they can intimidate you. So this is more of a providence. Yeah. Um, I, that is a reporter named Danny Shaw, who is a part of, um, well, actually, he was a part of Telesaur, but now he's like freelanced. Um, and he's he was on the show. He was on my show for viewers that uh, was wondering if, if he looks familiar. I had him on the show for season uh, two, I believe, right after the president of uh, Haiti was assassinated. Um, thank you for everyone that's coming on uh, to, to listen. Uh, hey, thank you with the vents. And also, I want to give a shout out to my panel that I have here. I'm a co-host of Tommy Nation's podcast, um, and we have Tommy Nation with us today. And we also have a new guest that I, um, this is his first time on the show, so I'm going to let him introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. So I am Soslin uh, Timonson, S-O-S-L-A-N-T-E-M-A-N-S-O-N. Uh, I also co-host. I'm more of a, you can say I'm more moderate on Tommy Nation, except last night where Tommy Nation was more of Trump. And then we were. <laughs> Don't give me your boy in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You're not messing with you. <laughs> so well, I, I also do a podcast called Remember God Loves You. And I'll meet you at the finish line. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and it's more of a hospice ministry. Thank you so much, Salsa. No problems. Um, and so we're, we're, we're going to talk about various topics, but the main part is also about the Brazilian election, which is a very big deal, especially for this Western Hemisphere, which I'm going to get into without further ado. Thank you. Thank you all guys for coming out and welcome to Jabari Vak podcast. Blank period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holla if you really feeling this. Gotta holla if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holla if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. Ooh, I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we living. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system. Or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? So, guys, a lot has been going on this week. And 
let me tell you that I think there's so much that's going on. I think we need to just put this down to two uh, parts. I want to acknowledge the first the first two parts at the end. I'm going to we're going to have a discussion about before we get into the Lula conversation in Brazil elections. Um, the first part that I want that I want to mention is that there was a there was military exercise in Russia. Um, and guess who was a part of this military exercise? Mongolia, China, India. Um, so China and India are part of the BRICS nations. Um, a lot of people uh, give you a full understanding. G7, that's what we have in the East. They have BRICS. And BRICS is, is basically um, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. These are the influencers of the East, and a lot of countries are starting to pivot towards them. For the fact that they are doing a military exercise, I'm starting to think that the reason why that they are doing that is because South Korea and the U.S. are also doing military exercises um, around the DPRK border. Um, That is a very scary situation. Um, especially when Kim Jong Un's sister, who I got, I have to acknowledge, they said that he killed her, but she's alive and well, and she was at the uh, Olympics games last uh, time. North, the DPRK was in the Olympics. This was like a few years ago, and she's also having a more head of a state role now in the DPRK. She responded, and she told him that we're not getting rid of our nukes. You need to shut your mouth. This is what's her response to the South Korean president, who is a lot more war hawkish than the previous president, Moon, who was more about trying to do uh, unification. So South Korea is no longer on the unification side, which I'm not surprised with, because they do everything that the U.S. asks them to do. That's their ally. Um, So you see this huge thing between the military exercises going on in Russia, especially the Ukraine situation. And now you see the situation with uh, South Korea, who was first doing this. And it's a lot of tensions because one thing that people have to understand, whatever you think about each of these countries, all these guys got nukes. Every last one of them have nukes. So just keep that in mind. (laughs) But let's move on to the two parts that we're going to talk about. The first thing we're going to talk about, this is just an add-on, actually. Um, Biden deciding to... uh, Finally, I heard that was an internal debate, but he is deciding to, uh, excuse me, guys. He's deciding to um, relieve student loan debt. I just got a phone call. I apologize for that. So let's go. Let's open on the floor of that. How do you guys feel about that? Starting with Tommy Nation, and then we'll go to Sauce. It's right? Tommy Sauce. Sauce. We'll go to Sauce. Thank you. (laughs) No, you're good. You get phone calls, Jack? Look, were you in Iowa? <laughs> Is that your plug? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> My plug. Let me just say, guys, that, um, well, first of all, Jamari, thanks for having me on the podcast. And Sauce, always good to see you. It's uh, good to fellowship with, uh, you know, every kind of ideology because we all have the same things in common. You know, those life, liberty, happiness bonds that, you know, common bonds that, you know, unite us, right? I have to say, guys, that, um, I mean, I sent a tweet out uh, just a few few minutes ago about student loans. 
I, I was kind of happy about the terms of it because I don't have many much student loans. I went to a, a public university, University of Texas, San Antonio. And um, my, to, my, my, I got Pell Grants and, uh, you know, I got uh, $25,000 in debt. So, like, basically, like, that's what I was happy about. Now, of course, he could do more. He made a campaign promise. He made a campaign promise that he, uh, he was going to uh, do all of it. And this is crumbs. Uh, but I just I sent a tweet out saying that I was impressed with Joe Biden, uh, basically because this is the first time that he's ever wanted to do anything for the American people. And I know that this is probably going to give a lot of uh, ammunition to uh, fake leftists, as we were saying last night on my show about how this is this is the, this is the moment, Jack. So you just shut your mouth and you just put your hands in your pockets and you let him do whatever he wants with the Ukraine package. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that Joe Biden did a good thing here. Good people, I mean, bad people do good things, and don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I can't, I can't lie and say that I'm not happy that taking twenty thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars off my student loans isn't going to make a, a big deal when it comes to my expenses, when it comes to my rents, and when it comes to my food costs or my booze costs. Okay, guys. So I'm a human being, and I just want to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, man, I am. With you on that, I have like exactly like nine thousand or something like that in debt. Um, sauce. So here's what I think. So not only is so this is about a three hundred dollar package. Um, this is going to cost the American taxpayers about three hundred billion dollars, and it's going to cost uh, another two thousand dollars in twenty twenty three of uh, more income out of your taxes. So this has got a higher tax increase. And I talked to this uh, Tommy Nation last night. It's all good and dandy, but what is at the end of the day are the is the individual that's like one for a degree are they better off besides paying their taxes besides paying off their debt? Are how are they in their life? You know, are they you know are they better off? Do they have a job or are they doing this something? Or are they going by like paycheck by paycheck? And see, and that's the whole thing is if we're going to inc- that means we're going to get a higher tax increase, so that's going to hit their pockets somehow. But now, what are we going to do? Because look, if I tell this, if we're going to give Ukraine, through, if we're going to give Ukraine over six billion dollars, and if we're going to give these countries like over billions of dollars, and like all these climate change active, like all uh, billions upon billions of dollars, then why can't we give it back to the people? You know, why can't we reinvest in programs, in reparations, and start giving that out instead of? Well, okay, well, we're going to give you $10,000 off your student loan. Well, your next-door neighbor, he's just going to cover the tab who went to a vocational school and paid it off so that he's going to be – I mean, you want to talk about more division? I think from a right standpoint, I can see where he pissed off a lot of people, part of my language. you know. And that's why I'm all for reinvesting in vocational schooling and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would say um, just off of that um, – there's money that they can have already just expunged this whole entire debt for everyone. Yeah, he um, promised to. He promised to do that. Right. He did. So I think Sauce, I didn't think about that, Sauce. That's a good point, the whole division part. And the vocational schools, where is that in, in his plan? Yeah, it's not in it. And it's like so a, that's, and that's the trade schools, right? Vocational. Yeah, that, yeah. That, why isn't yeah. that in it? it? You know, why isn't I that in know. it? And that's, that's gonna yeah, and see, that's going to say, well, why did – and now not only is he going to, like, increase the – now is he not only going to increase – but he's going to raise tuition rates now. The colleges are going to raise tuition rates now automatically. So how is that going to help? But they do every year, though. They well, they're going to – anyway. 
Well, they're going to really raise it this time because uh, you're talking about $300 billion and how are they going to make up the difference and how are they going to make it up? You know, because not only will our taxes go up by $2,000 automatically, where's Southern America going to go up by uh, $348 if you make under $50,000 next uh, starting in 2023 or first, January 1st? So I'm, not saying, I'm sorry. I didn't, no, I'm not saying they're not going to raise taxes because they already are going to raise taxes. That's why they got 87,000 IRS agents on our ass. But it's going to be more. Yeah, but the, the, the universities are already paid by the banks, and the banks don't need the money because we haven't paid student loans for 33 months now. So it's and let, let's let's be money. clear: this whole raising of tuition is just the most dumbest shit in the biggest scam on the planet. It really yeah. is. They they do not have to do this. They do this because they want to, and there's nothing that is stopping them. So if I was President Biden, um. I would piss off a lot of colleges because it is time to make school easier to get into and affordable. And then later on, pushing it down to universal and free that like how we do in Europe. But you see the British, they're trying to also do pay now. That's a, that's the thing. They're, they're copying us. They're going to put their kids in debt too, but that there's there's other ways, and I like I like this how this conversation is going because the panel is acknowledging a lot of different things about this what is wrong and Ted Grant they could do a lot more. Um, I definitely agree with that. I think that it's very interesting because like like the universities already have their money, the teachers already have their money in the, in the university because of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. We had this debt, uh, this debt that was prolonged a moratorium. Uh, now that he has it till December third, uh, 2000. So January 1st, 2023, or yeah, 2023 is when we're going to start paying our, our students. He has an income driven repayment plan. Now guys, I don't, like I said, I don't hate to, I, I, there's a lot of interesting th- points that we're making here, especially sauce about the, why not the vocational schools and why not all of it? Because he promised that in the first place. But on the other hand, like an income driven repayment plan for people that make under a certain amount of money, I mean, these are these are steps that we can't at least acknowledge, or I mean, I guess we can't if we're progressives. Yeah. I mean, look, we can acknowledge we can. these steps, yeah. Okay, but you know, like a lot of people know at this point, especially with giving Ukraine billions of dollars a month, they can incentivize they can incentivize a lot longer and also fix this problem, um, which goes on to the next topic. Uh, let's talk about DC right now. Your governor, Tommy, you live in Texas too? No, South so, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Your governor, Tommy. He's a fucking Abbott. He's, a he's been sending <laughs> migrants in busloads to DC. He thinks it's funny. <laughs> he's it's, such a dick for that. <laughs> a, no, that is right wing humor, guys. That's right wing humor. And that's so karma. That is. And that's karma back at DC because it's interesting because. What I find out is that all these D.C. mayors and stuff, they're like, oh, we're a sanctuary city. All are welcome and stuff. Well, d- hey, what is Abbott doing? Like, oh, okay, you guys are all sanctuary cities, just like Seattle, mm-hmm. just like New York City. Well, here you guys go. Here's about 20,000 immigrants. Now, oh, now deal with it. Now they can't. Now I'd, like him to, my thing. I'd like him to fix the pipes before he buses immigrants to Washington, D.C. How about he fixes my fucking pipes? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I find it very interesting that he's doing this because not only that, he's like – actually doing uh some type of foreign policy as well he's in contact with the with the mexican government 
um, especially in contact with the president. Now, my thing, I want to talk about the sanctuary city for, uh, part because I, I, I agree, Sauce, that a lot of Democrats, and this is my issue with Democrats. Democrats, they say they are sanctuary city. They say that they're pro uh, against police brutality and all this stuff. But when it comes to the paper, the paper, it does not match up. Now, this lady who was who the who was the mayor of the dc we're not even talking about biden because biden you ask him about immigration he's like oh where's well, the ice that cream truck? <laughs> oh, need an ice cream truck and where's hair to sniff let me right. bring a little girl come <laughs> on man you, yeah. want me to, you want me to talk about immigration <laughs> uh, oh god i don't want to hear him talk about immigration that would, that would hurt my day Hey, where's the taco truck at? I'm sure there they are. Without all seriousness. That would bring me right back down. Without <laughs> <laughs> all seriousness, she's stressed. She, they're, they're, they're giving out, they're doing the best they can with applying housing and all this stuff like that. I get that. And I see the homeless population. I'm just like, y'all can fix that too. Bingo. But it's literally because the federal government is doing less what they can do. The federal government, I'm going to tell y'all this right now. And I'll and people could like um get mad at me for saying this. The federal government could fix house uh housing for homeless people and house homeless people. The federal government could fix immigration. It's sad that the DC mayor, who says this is a sanctuary city, now she's asking for National Guard to help out with the with the influx of these people coming in, and they say no. Federal is literally like, I don't want to be a part of this. When you created the problem, which we're going to get into with the Brazilian campaign and Colombia and all that stuff, you created this problem. Your foreign policy is the reason why these people are here. You put all these damn governments in charge, toppling all these governments. They've been toppling Latin America like it's stupid for like the past decades, 50 interventions. And now we have these people here and y'all can't do nothing for them just like you can't do nothing for the homeless. So now we have that division. We have that division, guys, between people online saying that, oh, why would they do something for the homeless people? Why, why the immigrants? Like, it's it, it causes more turmoil. I want to hear more from, from the panel on this. Sauce well, made too. a good point about Tulsi Gabbard and how she was, uh, I, well, Willie Bragg made a point that she was 95% correct on foreign policy. And, uh, I mean, she's correct on this whole entire, the, the thing you were just riffing on, bro. That's a, another reason why I want Tulsi Gabbard for president. Bingo, Tulsi 2024. That's what I say. Yeah, Tulsi and Bernie. <laughs> Bernie could be the vice. Tulsi could be the president. First female. What, Jamar? You were here, so you yeah, you messed up. React You already know I'm a socialist, so I have my candidate in mind. I feel like that Rosa, De, uh, that not Rosa. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I feel like that uh, uh, Gloria Lariva, who was uh, uh, one of the, the steering heads of my party, the PSL. I feel like she has the experience. She could do such a great job. She has done so much for the working class, but she's just not as known as the Tosis and the Bernie Sanders. Um, Bernie Sanders is the reason why I became a socialist, uh, fun fact. Uh, but I became more far left than what Bernie is. Um, he just basically opened the door for me in 2016. I was a pro-Democrat pushing person, and now I'm not. Um, but Tosi Gabber is she deserves more credit than what she's getting right now. I definitely agree with that. And Bernie Sanders, he's just uh he's he's just a shell now of what he used to be. He's I just still think he has any more motivation anymore. Um, but he would be a great he's an uh, old man. I mean I wouldn't either if I was fucking 85 or something. Or 71. <laughs> I'd fucking yeah. be tired. I'd be tired and hungry. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my only issue with Tosi is her her stance on India. Um, but really, she shook that party. She shook that party. <laughs> yeah. She she should have shook that party in the way that she did because nobody else was shaking. And there's nobody else that could talk like that about Kamala Harris and live apparently. <laughs> Like she is always on Kamala's ass, bro. Light the fire. She's the reason why they won't. They won't. Uh, they're gonna do a. Cha- they're gonna do a Cheney try to a- a- AOC and Cheney. It was on the hill. They are gonna literally bypass her because every time T- Kamala Tulsi Gabbard gets on television, no matter where she is, everybody's listening to see what she's gonna say about Kamala, and it's always spot on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a finger to the wind, political expedience, blah 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 blah. No matter what Tulsi says, it's fire for Kamala. Her approval yeah. rating goes worse than the president. And she laughed about win. it. And she laughed about it too. It's weird, bro. Yeah, yeah of course she's gonna cackle about it. That's all she could do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I honestly, Tosi, uh, not Tosi, uh, Kamala Harris is sad to me. Um, because she she <laughs> ran her campaign, nobody wanted her, and then nope. sometimes she was Wall able Street to slide into the door and somehow become VP and all this shit. Um, and if she tries to run again, because you know, Biden is going to uh croak one day and i don't mean it in a, in, a, in a facetious way i'm just saying the guy's old he's decrepit he's going through a lot this is senior citizen abuse to me that they I had this you. man in office like this you know i mean did you see the video where he thought he was getting a handshake he already shaked chuck Schumer's oh, no, hand no, no. <laughs> and then he put his hand back <laughs> out and he was like confused like yeah he was confused yeah. That's so real. That's thing. another thing about student loan debt he has not signed it it's an executive order sign it right. today joe yeah, sign, Why, sign what is he waiting bro. for, bro? This uh, freaks me out. Maybe there's something to this whole thing. I think maybe there's fine print. He hasn't signed it yet. He usually signs shit, then he announces it. Right. He's right. announcing it before he signs it. This is a bad sign. Hey, that means you have to have the Easter Bunny, though. The Easter Bunny's not there yet. So the Easter Bunny hasn't told him to sign it yet. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> sign that shit, old man, before you die. Right, right. Sign it. Because that would say that would, I mean let's let's be real it would still change a lot of people's lives even though it could be a lot better forty million Americans yeah right but um, all right let's go uh, on so, to the main topic yeah let's talk about this um so everyone that's watching thank you so much for uh tuning in and we have a comment here let's see what this comment right here yeah when do people get ten k towards their loans that's what I'm talking about David like when. He hasn't signed it yet, so who fucking knows, bro? He could be a liar. He's a liar, so who knows? Sign <laughs> that shit, bro. Right, I, right. I don't trust this old man. I do not trust this old man at we all. We agree with you, David, and we're <laughs> we're not gonna believe the hype until he signed that bill. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. now Lula, um, background on Lula, he was the president of Brazil, um, in twenty in two thousand and three. To he kept getting reelected to like twenty eight. Uh, 2013 something like that and he was uh attacked by the, the he was uh s- smeared by the american government and this guy was put in jail prison actually and then he finally got he got out and now he's clear by the judge of all these charges um so while he was in jail we had the what people would call the brazilian trump bossanora now, sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. I've been reading Reuters, and he sounds just like Trump. Barcelona, a lot of people are very, just to give a prelog of what we're talking about, a lot of people are very afraid of what the situation in Latin America could be um, with all of these leftist governments, which I am so happy for being the leftist, are 
now being elected and coming into power. And Lula is a very significant example. Why? Because this is Brazil. And Brazil, like I said, is a part of the BRICS nation. So the I'm shocked that Brazil is still a part of BRICS nation and never tried to be with NATO, but they have maintained a great relationship with the countries in the East. Um, and they are, I think, the fifth highest economy. So there's a lot of money in Brazil. And Barcelona was taking the poverty, was making the poverty very extreme. The poverty was less in Brazil under Lula, which is why he is so popular. Because a lot of people have already seen how he was president and all the things that were going on. I want to read something real quick about Lula. And this is for people that really care about the environment. Um which is so important. Um, he talks about the Amazon in this in this passage right here. We're going to put an end to illegal mining. Uh, da Silva told international journalists in San Pablo, if the world is willing to help, keeping a tree standing in the Amazon may be worth more than any investment. Brazil will look at the climate issue like never before. The Working Party nominee added, we want to responsibly we want to be we want to be responsible for the maintaining of the climate. Um, nothing Bolsonaro has ever said. In fact, he has been pushing to, you know, destabilize for wealth for and take away indigenous tribes so they can have more wealth. They can bring these companies in. They can mine. They can they can cut down trees. Do whatever they want. So my question to the panel for the first question with Lula. Um, what do you think the U.S. response could be in regards to someone like Lula da Silva taking power in Brazil? Now, I want you to think how close Bolsonaro and Trump was, which is why this is such a very important question. <laughs> so, so, you want to go first? Or no, you I'll let you go. I have to think. I have to think about it. Okay. Well, I just, uh, I mean, could you repeat the question, Jamar? Like, yeah, exactly what do you think the U.S. response will be? Okay, so that's you know, what I thought. So traditionally, traditionally yeah. it's been coups. Traditionally, yeah. it's been overthrowing governments, loading food trucks full of weapons to overthrow governments. Usually, it's been sanctions. Usually, it's been um, uh, the uh, you know the neocons uh, talking propaganda, propagandist terms about other countries, trying to get other countries to to do the dirty work for them. So, I guess. I guess the main three would be, especially now that Joe Biden's run rampant, like his, his FBI's run rampant over the civil liberties of all the Americans, including the, the former president, Donald Trump. I and mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, too. I mean, she just got raided today. She did. I mean, I, I think it's fun. I think that's funny. But yes, so you're too. right. <laughs> that's yeah, funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, she just probably went off about Jew lasers and shit. Like, while they're <laughs> I feel yeah. like they should just uh, they, her and AOC should 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 uh, they should share an office. It'd be great television. They should <laughs> and have a, a camera in there and a film production crew. But I gotta what, say, okay. you mentioning AOC, she has been. This is this is this is a lot of things that a lot of progressives have to keep in mind that are glorifying the left finally getting. Um, uh, leadership in Latin America. She has been against every single left person in Latin America. Well, she's Latina. She's been pro coups, especially in Bolivia. So she's not 
on the left when it comes to Latin America at all. I mean, none of the liberals yeah. are. And the New York yeah. Times, it's, it's, it's talking about the growing globalist threats to democracy fueled right. by populist leaders. This is like a quote from the New York Times today. Fueled by populist leaders, extremism, and high polarizing elections. So no, all of those things are ambiguous and completely propagandistic to say. Oh, global threats to democracy, very ambiguous. Populist leaders, you mean like the people that are going to do the shit that you don't want to do because you're establishment? Right. I mean, like the New York Times is like it's they're dripping with they're dripping with hatred for, 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 for this Brazilian election. They're watching. Yeah, and, oh, and, God, they're so mad. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're so mad, bro. I don't, yeah, know, is, I don't even know what about, but let's fuck it. I, I drips with some fucking. We'll get to that. Go ahead. So. Well, and see, and see, here's what I don't understand about AOC is that her like she she calls she calls herself like a minority. She's like, oh, we got to help the Latinos and we got to do all this. Well, why don't you help the like? Why don't you help um, the guy that's running for Brazil? Why don't you help him? Because you clearly identify himself as the same party leader. Oh, but no, you got to stray away, and then you instead you're hindering um, the narcos. You're like supplying like all the drug drug caravans and coups, and you're feeling that and aiding that. It's like you're putting your own heritage down the tube, and you're purposely doing it, and it's very well evident. And that's why I don't want AOC and the squad tell. Oh yeah, we care about all these people. But then go behind closed doors and throw it into a proxy war in Russia and also just throw money. For instance, why why did AOC think it was a good idea, uh, Omar Hill or whatever her name is? Why did she think that was a good idea to give $375 million to Palestine? You know, why? You I'd know, like to make them answer that question. We should. Uh, well, yeah, they should why. give money to Palestine, but they shouldn't give money to Israel at all. That is just... See, they give this, Israel this really gets murky, guys. way too much money. I, I if they give money to Palestine, I'm like, okay, they they have look, they're throwing rocks at tanks, like they don't have shit. And and Hamas, neither, neither just not more, even most like of this country though. Eighty percent of the country, our country, was paycheck to paycheck. Oh, so you're talking about instead of giving them funding, they should be allocating I, those funds towards this country as yeah. they should to yeah. fix the problems that we have instead yeah. of focusing on other people's problems. But I, I understand your, your whole thing about Palestine. That's not fair. It's not a fair thing. If we were a righteous yeah. country, yeah. if we were a shining beacon on a hill, then I would say go for it. But we're not. Yeah. So. I mean, well, look at, what they did Boston, <laughs> look at what they did with Brazil. Brazil has so much wealth with, within it. So much wealth. And, that is, and if they lose Brazil, that is going to tip the scale on so many levels. They, I mean, technically, they already lost Brazil because Brazil's a part of BRICS nations. So they already technically lost Brazil, but but Bolsonaro still has a relationship um, with the White House and a relationship with Putin, relationship with Xi Jinping. All, he, he's just, he just been doing diplomacy. I mean, not like uh, Erdogan. Erdogan is the real diplomacy of the year right now. That guy in Turkey is very strategic at right now. And I, and I don't even support him, but I, I, I can see what he's doing. So... so- what you got so do you think that aoc's upset because she's starting to lose her where she gets her private funding from like from all these mines and from all these mines that she's got money invested into the market like inside trading that's like all from like these latino countries like diamond and all that and how the brazilian new the new president that's running how he wants to shut that down do you think she's like really upset about that because she knows so, that so she- i need to see proof of that because she's supposed to be a progressive not taking any pack money or any corporate money or any mining money. No, yeah that's that, so that's my question had, so if she's she doing is, that that's wild bro if she is yeah I but, know that. but why does it well but that's well that's just my question because it's like all these inside trading just like for example the chip uh the chip program 
you know, in all these overseas countries. And I mean, I could ask the same question about Nancy Pelosi. Why was she there? Like, um, she's why- a demon. <laughs> you don't even need to ask why Nancy Pelosi is there. It's fucking because they're rich, entitled, yeah. sociopaths. But I, but I also think I, I also, but I also think that AOC is trying to play the system of like uh, getting yes, into and dabbling in. Uh, into like this Latino and putting down the countries, the Latino countries in South America, she's putting them down and liquidating their assets through like certain private companies. Look, yeah. look at Haiti. Look what Haiti did. And look what the Clintons did to Haiti. They were a perfect country until the Clintons moved in. And now they just, it's a complete third world country. And now they said, well, we're going to help you. We're going to do all this thing. And the, people have not, houses haven't rebuilt from their massive earthquake they had. You know, so it's like what they did. It's like what the Clintons are doing. I call AOC well, part two. If, AOC, if AOC is anything like the Clintons, we need to way. literally, guys, uh, Jamar, we need to fucking recall the squad, okay? And this is enough as enough. I see we're focusing on the squad. Let's get – we can I'm, yeah. just saying, I'm just saying, like, they represent, <laughs> they represent us, and I'm tired of the progressive movement getting ran through the mud by these pretenders. And if yeah. they're taking pack money and if they're liquidating assets and putting throwing people under the bus and they're not forcing the vote – and they need to be fucking recalled immediately. No well, fucking listen, joke. I have a lot of energy that I try to keep within myself about AOC because she, she, Is she I, your I woman crush? Like she's no, she's not my woman crush, but <laughs> I can see what her strategy is. But it's the really? same strategy that every Democrat do. They always have to play nice so that's not to strategy. the corporate that's... Democrats. They always yeah. want to be on the corporate Democrats' side. And Nancy Pelosi stroking her like a cat, saying, it's okay, good girl, you're going to get your chance. That's like that's what I'm seeing with her. Nancy Pelosi, she's stroking her. She, they, had, they went in salons together during the pandemic. Oops, illegal. And they but, were like, she's like, I'll primary your ass. She's body yeah. trained. She can fucking piss on a dime. Yeah, Her team is also problematic as well. Um, they have they have defectors from from Cuba and um in, in their in their team, and my issue with Cuban defectors they left when Cuba was fucked up. Let's just majority of Cubans here left when Cuba was fucked up. They did not see the changes that happened throughout the years after. So it's one narrative, the Cold War narrative. We all we as Americans keep bringing up the Cold War. We cannot let the Cold War go. Yeah, so she's we didn't probably, bomb anybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> so she's probably getting all of those influences. This is my strong analyzation of Ocasio-Cortez. She's getting all these influences from so many different actors that have been a part of the system for decades, probably longer before she was like even born, uh, depending on what their ages are. And then they also are training these other people that are age now. And they are keeping a doctrine. And you cannot stray apart from that doctrine. Because if you stray apart from that doctrine, you become uh, a Ralph Nader. You become Tulsi Gabber. You you become an outsider. Even though the people was fucking with what you were saying. <laughs> because the corporation is going to stop you. And that is what I my fear with Brazil is that they're going to do a coup. Just like they did in Bolivia. But it, it's going to be different. Because... Brazil also answers to BRICS, and that could start something. That could start a world war. But I know that America does not want them there. And it's sad that we see our squad people backing whatever foreign policy happens, but they give their little taste on it. And a lot of people think, okay, well, at least they're not acknowledging this. 
But no, they still are because they still vote for the same bill. Yeah. After they ostracize it. What Bernie, what happened to Bernie that day when they were doing the uh the the um the 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 the, 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 the bill that had the IRS and all that shit on it? I can't think of the name right now. The inflation, inflation reduction. He, the inflation reduction bill, he literally chewed it apart and said, We should do this, we should do that, all that stuff. And he still voted for it. And she does that all the time, Ocasio Cortez, with the DHS. They the ones that gave Trump fifty billion dollars to have a squad of people in unmarked cars and unmarked gear, no acknowledges and, and what they did to um to um Seattle, like they snatched those people up without acknowledging themselves. Like that was just egregious. That was disrespectful. And the Democrats gave him that power. So there's a lot, and I get it. A lot of people have issues with Ocasio Cortez. I could go on her a long time, but I, I part of me is just like, I hope there's a long gate to this. But you have caused so much problem. Like these photo ops, stop doing photo ops. Stop holding chains at the border. Be like, oh my god, this is so sad. Well, you're not doing she's nothing not about gonna. it. That's what she's there for. <laughs> she's the most ineffective, ineffective congresswoman. It's already there's studies. Go ahead. She's, she's the most ineffective congresswoman, bro. She's the most ineffective congresswoman. She's the most, she hasn't written a bill in her life. She hasn't sponsored this bill. She hasn't co-sponsored a bill. We asked her to do force the vote. She didn't do force the vote. She's ineffective. All she's there for is eye candy. She's there for right-wing hatred. And she's there to make sure that uh, we fail. Because none of our progressive agenda is getting through. So let's just look at the empirical data, guys. As free thinkers. If we're trying to be free thinking, innovative, and open minded, let's just be, let's just look at the data and the evidence. She hasn't co sponsored, sponsored a bill. She hasn't even forced the vote when we asked her to. And Bernie Sanders wrote that legislation. She's ineffective and she's useless. She's only there to fucking make the right wing angry. Right. Let's go on to the second part and then we could go, we could go more on that conversation because there's so much more with that. Now, the last part of, of, of the program, guys, that, that I wanted to uh, also bring up to this audience and stuff like that is just how war hawkish our our government is. Um, it is just unbelievable. And again, all these links are going to be put into the chat so everyone can see it. Um, a top official on, in Biden's cabinet said that the U.S. would have overthrown Colombia, a uh, new left-wing president, 40 years ago. This is the name of this asshole. <laughs> He's an asshole for saying this. Juan Gonzalez threateningly said of the Colombia's new left wing president 40 years ago, the United States would have done everything possible to prevent the election of Gustavo Petro. Now, a lot of people don't know Gustavo Petro is the first left wing president to ever ever be elected in Colombia. Why? You get murked for that shit. They kill they kill environmental activists. They kill socialists. They kill progressives. They kill everybody that's on the left spectrum that's trying to make noise. They take you out. In fact, in fact Colombia was the merc- Colombian mercenaries were the ones that killed the um, right-wing Haitian president. So they're for hire. They, they're around the world like Ukraine giving out assassinations. So my thing is that for 
official to say something like that just so openly. It's like when John Bolton was talking about cools and shit so openly. These guys, they're they show their teeth, but people still believe in these administrations. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I know I have to head out pretty soon because I have have another podcast, but I'm going to conclude it there after this statement. Okay. I think, I think what I see is that you have both, you have the Republicans administration and also the Biden administration fueling, uh, fueling proxy wars and that they feed off of, they feed off of this war, you know, because if you're not going to, if you're not going to fill your coffers, just doing the right thing, if you're not going to fill your coffers, one way of doing it is. You look at the whole Ukraine situation. We, I keep going back to it because there, there's a massive scandal going on there. You look yeah. back to it, and that's where you have the coffers being filled on the Biden, on the on the Bidens, and on the President Zelensky's. Because I wouldn't, for instance, why was America in 2014 when President Zelensky got elected? Why was America could have like sent in troops to stop Russia from uh, sending in troops into the what's it called the on the west part of uh, Ukraine that was taken over back in 2014. Why didn't we do anything about it? Oh, you know, the Maidan coup. Yeah. Or why the, didn't we? The Maidan revolution. It's, two, it's called two things. Go ahead. Yeah. Why didn't the question I have for you is why didn't America do anything about it? Because we wanted. Well, they did. They did. well they liked the President Zelensky. They put him in there. Well, they supported the first president before Zelensky, and then he lost to Zelensky. They don't really want Zelensky. <laughs> hey, because Prince Zelensky is a see-through candidate. He's a see-through president. Right. And as long as we feel bad for him, he was, he's going to give his coffers and stuff. He's filling up his coffers. And, uh, oh, yeah, you got you to do that whole thing. And you know what's also sick about this whole thing? Is all these commercials stating, oh, if you give $1 to Ukraine, you know, you give money into stuff. Why are private organizations that are 5013Cs giving money also to Ukraine? Uh, I'm like, that's a good question, Sauce. Come on, that's a why? good question. We gave already 2.3 trillion dollars to Ukraine. Now we're gonna have like uh, humanitarian support, you know? Guys, it says on Fox 31 in Colorado, it says that the president's very clear that we're gonna continue to support Ukraine for as long as it takes. The weapons in the new package, the three billion dollar package, will not come from U.S. stockpiles. They'll come from defense contractors. The defense officials say. It's a long-term strategy. So we're I in this it, for the long game. We're in, yeah, we're bro. This is, a, this is a cash cow. This, is, this ticks me off about this. Maybe, you know what? You know what I should do? If all of us want to get rich, all of us should come up with a pack and say, hey, give, uh, give money to Ukraine and we can just keep it. I feel like that's exactly what we need <laughs> yeah. to do. We should. <laughs> do I, do I, I <laughs> IRS agents knocking at your door. What a look, Jack. <laughs> you and I will. Were you and I were Jack? That's what I'm going to say to them. Like, Alrighty, guys. Hey, we should do this again. This panel again. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. Good, good conversation. Tuesday, Peace out, guys. Have a good All time. right. See you Tuesday. Have a good day, Sauce. All right. Yeah. I mean, Tommy, I mean, it's, it's it, and, and also, it's showing the weakness that is clear within our government. They are no longer as powerful as they want to be. They are no longer as authoritative as they want to be. The, the unipolar world is just decreasing, and other countries are now getting a piece of the pie, which is why Iran deal is literally like Iran has the ball in their court with this with this Iranian deal because look, we killed their we killed their fucking general. Um, 
We sanctioned the fuck out of them for no fucking reason. We lied about the, the weapons that they had. Obama, when he did the deal, he shorthanded them. So Iran is literally like, look, give us what we want or there's no fucking deal. And they have every right for that. They should remove all the sanctions. So the fact that this guy... I don't know why they're, they're still there. We're the one that killed Soleimani. Right. I mean, we should be sanctioned for that, right? Why yeah. did we do that? Why did we do that in the first place? That was just Trump stroking his... Uh, let, let me say yeah. it in nice terms. Swinging <laughs> his joint around. <laughs> that was, was just, just him. Unnecessary. We weren't right. even involved. In fact, they've been like good the entire... I, I don't... Like I, I I'm real, I'm a patriotic guy, so I want I'm looking for these guys to do something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But like literally, they they're the ones who kept us from war. They had to respond to us killing Soleimani. They shot their rockets somewhere else because they knew that we're mass psycho killers. Yeah, right, right. So the entire step of this way, bro, like Iran has been the fucking the adult. They have. So, and so. I'm glad that you're saying that because a lot of people <sighs> don't say that here. They they. <sighs> They they see Iran and they think, oh well, let's just be real. They're they're Islamophobic. They they assume that Iran is just so barbaric. And yes, don't get me wrong, the government has its problems. There are issues that the that the citizens do have with the Iranian government. But let me tell you one thing that they have that we don't. They have better abortion laws, way better abortion laws than we do. Yes, a Muslim country. So Y'all, y'all need to do your research. We don't have any abortion laws, <laughs> right? They won't even fucking do abortion law, bro. They're too busy getting captured on the steps of the Capitol. <laughs> ah, Women have violence. abortion rights in Iran, violence. and we're over here like, oh, it's a Christian photo value. <laughs> Arrested on the Capitol, AOC. Arrested on the Capitol, 2024, guys. Yeah, make yeah. some fucking laws, bitch. It, yeah, it's so it's 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 just it's it's ridiculous, Tommy. And like this is literally showing you how weak this government is. That they all they can do is just cry now at this point. Everybody's the enemy. Everybody is the issue. You have nine hundred bases around the world. You got your troops all around the world colonizing and shit. But everybody's the issue apparently. <laughs> Everybody else, not us. Everybody else. Yeah. I, I hope this. I hope this is a good. This could be a good start to student loan cancellation. Now legalize marijuana. Mm-hmm. Now start to go down the list of what you're going to do, Joe. Because you're not going to be in office for very much longer. Just be real, Joe. Right. You're an old man. You're about to die. Fuck it. Fuck your corporate interests, bro. They're not going to be in heaven. Try to get to heaven, Joe. That's my advice to Joe. Well, he has to do something for his son Hunter Biden. Probably he has to leave a legacy. And <laughs> let me die. A even. legacy. Joe Biden's fucked his legacy, bro, with his videos. <laughs> There's nothing that Joe Biden could do for Hunter now, bro. We've all seen him smoke crack in Australia, <laughs> Botswana, fucking Russia. Hunter <laughs> Biden smoking crack all over the place. Hunter Biden smoking crack under your fucking couch. Hunter Biden smoking crack like in your pet pool. This our guy tax bought this guy's fucked, bro. Fucked I can't believe our tax pay like for that, his bro, house. Yeah. If I had shit like that, I would never be hired anywhere ever again. Right, never, bro. I would right. never be hired anywhere again. That'd be on my LinkedIn. That'd be on my LinkedIn. He, he to go to Ukraine. It makes millions of dollars off of oil and shit. Like, that dude, like if I was somebody, I could never be employed again, bro. Just you know, right, right, right. Well, so, what's the what? Before we close, what's the new? What's the new uh, stuff on the um on the Trump uh on the Trump FBI raid and everything like that? What's what's new? 
Okay, so basically, uh, rumor has it, okay, this just came out today by Reuters. This is an interesting thing. Uh, so apparently he, he stole hundreds of hundreds of documents of FBI classified items. They were super classified. Of course, the problem is he, they waited 18 months to figure this out. And why isn't Trump in jail if there were super classified? He wasn't supposed to have them. He said that they said that they asked the president and Reuters, they asked the president to give them back. And he said, no, I'm the president. I won the election. <laughs> so apparently this has been like an ongoing thing. Like he wouldn't let, he wouldn't let go. It's like, ah, I'm the president. Now, this isn't is he allowed to have bro. certain things as long as he has the precaution to keep them safe and I stuff mean, like that? I guess because he's not in jail. Because if it was me, again, if it was me, I would be in right. jail. Right. If it was Sandy Berger, remember when Hillary Clinton like hired Sandy Berger to steal classified documents? He went right. to jail. Yeah. He was a he was a lawyer for them. So unless oh, you're shit. yeah, unless you're a lawyer for the Clintons and like or me, like you go to jail. But the president, I mean they haven't accused they haven't indicted him for anything in a grand jury, right? Criminally? I mean so he's, we he's hear about to, it if he did. He's supposed to uh um speak, but being the person that he is, no matter what they're gonna ask him, he's probably just gonna plead the fifth because he don't snitch but what's interesting is that they're asking mike pence to talk and yeah, i mike feel pence like is a, he's a fucking he's a he's a what do they call those things he's a rat he's right. definitely a rat bro. he a whole rat he he will snitch and my thing is that will he do it though because if he's planning on running for president he's and and they find out he's snitching he ain't nobody gonna vote for him because let's just be honest republicans want trump all the republicans are or, love- do they want DeSantis, bro or or DeSantis, yeah, it's either DeSantis or Trump they, right now. People have been turning, been, people have been turning on Trump lately. The Republicans, yeah, but it's he still has like a huge following. I mean, for for Christ's sake, they try to topple the government for his ass. Like, <laughs> I, it's just that so embarrassing that it was for him, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's close out the show, man. Yeah. This was a really really good show, and. I'm I'm very excited about the people that were listening and involved, and we're gonna get we're gonna try to do this a lot more and stuff like that. Um, and I'll, I'll still bring out other journalists and other activists and stuff on guys, um, and music and everything. I want to have a music musician actually on Friday, um, so look out for that. Everybody that watches this podcast for music purposes, uh, we're we're not done with that. I'm always gonna have that on. But uh, Tommy Nation, you got anything to close us out with? I got to keep it 100. If you don't like it, then fuck it. <laughs> That's before thinking innovative and open-minded. And catch Jamar at my show every Tuesday. So Every Tuesday. We are live on Tommy Nation every Tuesday, guys. That's the other show that I'm a part of. And I was graciously get, uh, giving it an opportunity by Tommy Nation. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, the link will be in the description as well, too. If it's not, I'm going to make sure it's there. I, I know you're tagged on all social medias, but make sure the link is there for Spotify purposes and stuff like that. Thank you so much, Tommy, for coming on, bro. Bye, guys. And I want everybody to have a really good day. Okay, everybody. I wanted to talk about real quick for the last part of this episode. I appreciate what you do because I do believe that the work that you're doing and so folks watching and listening, please support Jamar, you know, because he and others like him are the linkage that allows all those parts of the parts of the body to communicate with each other, to interact with each other, to, to link with one another. Without this communication piece, we're just all doing our things separately. 
And so right. please support this platform, other platforms, uh, other people like Jamar who are doing this work because that's what we need to move this movement forward, grow it, build it, and eventually win.